Arctic cold front and ice storm continue to wreak havoc in Austin, Owen works to rescue the lives of stranded migrants, TK's life hangs in the balance, and Grace is caught in the ice storm as she goes into labor. Judd, Owen, and Tommy race to find her. Hi, everyone. I'm Mel. I'm Del. And this is the Del and Mel podcast. Woo! Yay! Woo! So, everyone who's listening back home, uh, we've been talking now for 76 minutes about anything but the episode. I did a presentation about Supernatural and PowerPoint. Not, not what we're talking about right now, but... <laughs> not at all. Yeah, today we're going to be talking about the next two episodes of um, Lone Star, um, Shock and Thaw and Push. So... So, Del, you're the one leading this episode. I guess I am. Um, okay, so we're going to start with Paul, because Paul, oh, he was just kind of in the hospital in the third episode, and then he didn't really do anything in the fourth one. Except for sit there and look pretty. In his hospital gown, not in his hospital room. Yeah. He just existed in the waiting room. Anyways, he's important to talk about, because he introduces some very important players later for some other parts of the episode um so paul he rescued <laughs> what was her name oh no 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 hold on it was um no no Lindsay. Lindsay, we called her the wrong name for the entirety of the last episode and we apologize because that was her entire thing is that nobody knows who she is and then we also just immediately forgot her name we called her the wrong name i'm sorry that that's my fault because I was looking at the cast list and I saw Sophia. Well, not even Sophia. I don't know who you said, but I, I said the the girlfriend or not the girlfriend the um the the other girl in the cabins. Yeah, who I who we both thought was going to be like Owen's new girlfriend, but he's still hung out over about Gwen. So. Yeah, um, so uh, I'm sorry to Lindsay, not that the character Lindsay is going to listen to the podcast, but... But she that, loved and appreciated in this household. That is our fault. Um, and then I did just forget her name again. Anyways, <laughs> uh, Paul, Paul saves her in episode two, right? And then um, apparently her family is rich because they sell milk cartons, which I know that was a business. I... Listen, I saw that one Disney original movie. Which one? The milk one. I don't think I ever saw Cowbells? That. No, I don't think I ever saw that one. No, hold on. What's it called? Someone's going to get mad. I, I, I saw it for the first time last year. Cow, yeah, Cowbells. It's called Cowbells. It came uh, out in 2006. Um, it stars Allie and AJ. Uh, Their dad's up really- song. Thing. Yeah, their dad's really hot in the movie. Anyway, they don't sing at all in this movie, even though um, they're both like actual musical artists at this point. Um, but it's about how their dad owns a milk farm, and, and not like a milk carton farm, but a milk farm, and he makes <laughs> milk carton in, farm. In, in in California. I a milk a milk carton. Good for them. But I do love the ambition that Mateo brings to the table. Yeah, he's really like, I'll, I'll take this stuff Paul doesn't want. Uh, and just, uh, we're, we're good, we're good. Mateo, I'm so excited for him to be like an actual firefighter this season and do actual things. Right now, Mateo is babysitting. 
he he's doing great things already. I'm proud of him. <sighs> but yeah, Paul didn't really do much. He just kind of introduced the rich parents. That's that's Paul. Um, but I I love done. <laughs> I I do love the relationship that he has with this young teenager, where it's very much like a mentor mentee, where he understands what it's like to feel mm, like discouraged and unloved as a teenager because Paul is transgender, and so. I feel like he does have that connection with Lindsay. Even if it's not the same connection, it's still enough for him to connect. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, that's done. Uh, well, uh, <laughs> there's there's nothing you can really say about it. It, it happened. Yeah, it happened. That yeah, woo. <laughs> <laughs> um, from there, we're gonna uh, jump to uh my favorite character marjan and my least favorite character owen strand (laughs) okay marjan was absolutely incredible this episode and i was a little mad after episode three aired because i just wanted to like log on to social media and just see what everyone was saying about marjan because she was amazing and no one was talking about her and they were all talking about tk who was in his stupid coma and TK I didn't do anything. I did not care Beef. about that man. I was caring about Marjan, who, like, that was her episode. He had a coma dream. That's all he did. <sighs> and even in this episode, he had that in push. Right? It's, it's, it's both. It's both? Yeah, I did not care for that man. It's both. I, Marjan was literally killing it. Yeah, Marjan, she really got herself out of her car that she crashed. Walked <laughs> through the snow not very far through the snowstorm uh, well she definitely has a concussion oh yeah um Uh, and she gets there and then she watches this cop just shoot a man yeah and and you know what she's probably thinking when she sees him she's like oh i'm friends with carlos like i know people on the force i'm literally part of like the triangle three of like dispatch firefighters police you know we're all first responders he can help and then instead like just watching a man get gunned down and probably what was running through her mind is she sees this white cop shooting a latino man oh my god yeah she definitely like if he would have caught her there's no way that he would have even listened if she was lafd yeah she's dead she's a woman of color and she saw him she should it she really with her concussion, she ran and hid in the snowstorm. And then saved Owen's life. And makes her way back to Owen, who, you know, he's in this barn with a bunch of uh, migrants from Mexico. And just knocks knocks a man out. Yeah, you know, you know what's great about Owen, though? Because I feel like if Owen was written better... You know, mm-hmm. uh, if he was written better, you could just see more of his character just being a better person. Because I, in my brain, a better Owen Wilson. Oh. Stop calling him Owen. She, she has been doing this for like an hour now. More than an hour calling <laughs> Owen Strand Owen Wilson. Let me uh, go back on my train of thought. In my brain. 
Owen Strand um, would definitely, if given the opportunity, if the police didn't have to be called to arrest the the murderer, he would have been like, okay, like, leave. Like, would have told the um, um, the migrants to just, like, run and get out of there and, like, would not have tattled on them. But, of course, it's he's not written like that. It's fine. No, he gets to do whatever he wants. I'll I'll just write him better. <laughs> I love fan fiction. I can do whatever I want, and I'm right. You're right. Yeah, I'm right. Whenever I do it, I'm right. All right. <laughs> I get to make what's canon canon. You know. Anyway, Marjan, absolutely amazing, phenomenal. She deserved more than what she got. And then, um, what, Owen, Owen, he knocks this person out in the bar, and then he takes all these people with him back to his house. Stupid place to go if you're trying to run away from people who know where you live. Well, they didn't, they didn't know where he lived. Just the one guy that they brought. I guess. And then, you know, the cops show up. Yeah. Marshawn blows up the cop car. <laughs> and I love her for it. And then Owen tackles a man, um... And then they win. And then they drive back however long it takes. And they have a musical moment with Tom Petty. It's not the musical moment I was hoping for, but I'll settle with it for now. I am just furious over the fact, and I sent this to you last night, Del. Jennifer Love Hewitt has multiple albums out. Multiple. And she has not sung once. Not even a nursery rhyme to her baby. To be fair, she is a little bit sad right now. But not even when she, like, was, you know, like, when G was first born, how cute would it have been for her to be, like, cradling the baby, singing, like, a small lullaby? I don't, I don't know. They they do what they want. They, they'll <laughs> never give me the no, things that I actually want. This is my opinion on Owen Strand. I think he's uh, dumb and stupid a lot of the time. Because he thinks he's a big ma- he's a big macho man. Not that he's, like, super muscly or anything. But he thinks he knows what he needs to get done. And he's going to do it by himself. I think he... He has, like, a... And he's, he's poorly written because they want to just give him everything. And so he doesn't really have, like, a character. He just gets every single important yeah. storyline. But, but at the base character that has kind of been covered is that good heart. And he wants to, like, take on the world himself because, uh, not that he doesn't trust people, but because he doesn't want anyone to get hurt because of that. You know, he was in 9-11. He watched his, like, brothers fall. His son is suicidal. He's had, like, three divorces. And so he's very protective of what he has. And so he will go the full, kind of like Buck after, oh my gosh, Buck and Owen are the same. No, they're not. You're not. Yes, they are. No, you're not. (laughs) No, hold you're on. Not, you're not allowed to say that. Mel the Parallel here telling you that Owen Strand and Buck are the same. Mel and- the Parallel is wrong. <laughs> um, you have Buck 1.0. You have Firehose Buck. You have One Night Strand. No, that hasn't <laughs> happened yet. I'm so sorry. In this timeline, you're right. But then you have like Buck who puts himself into danger because he doesn't want other people to get hurt. And then you have Owen doing the exact same thing. I think every single character on these shows does that. But they don't openly say it. 
Like, but Buck and Owen do. Anyway, that's have that live in your head rent free. I'm gonna complain about you. (laughs) (laughs) You're typing in the group chat. (laughs) I was like, where are you going to complain to? I don't know where else you thought I was gonna complain, but I thought you're just gonna go on TikTok tomorrow and complain. No, I'm doing it right now. No, I'm right. No, you're wrong. You're wrong. The, the difference here, okay, <laughs> between your um, uh, your connections is that uh, a lot of the Buck stuff happened early in the season. Like, early no, no, season. no. Like he he's better now. Owen's at a point where he is like going backwards in time. I hate you, <laughs> and I'm right. <laughs> you're wrong. <laughs> Where were we? Um, I was saying that Owen Strand gets all the storylines because he thinks that he's a macho man, even though oh. he's not very strong and he doesn't really do much. If we move on, <laughs> we're going to leave Owen Strand behind for a little bit. And we're going to move on to his son, uh, TK. <laughs> his sign? Wait, say that one more time. Go back up. You said, like, his sign. His son, S O N. Okay, his son. His son, TK. Yeah. Um, where uh, not Joan? He's he's uh maybe in a coma for the majority of both episodes. Now, what I do like about this coma dream is Gwen, <laughs> and I I did see a lot of theories between episode three and episode four that, that Gwen she's dead. That- that she was dead and i was like that's a very like i feel like that would be super interesting oh and i then, also thought it would be very interesting and then i saw someone uh, and they're like as much as like this would be a very interesting push for the show if they went in this direction it just it feeds more into the misogynistic behavior that is 911 writers and i was like "Ooh, this is interesting please continue and they said like um uh, if they killed off gwen when she's barely in the show already, just to push a male narrative, uh, it's just another Shannon Diaz being killed. And I was like, mm. you're, you're absolutely correct. And then I was like, I really hope they don't kill Gwen, even though I'm so for major character death if it's done correctly. Like, Tim. She's not a major character. It wouldn't be major character death. Yeah, I, sorry. Character death. Like, character Shan- death, period. You just want somebody to talk. Yeah, Shannon's was done beautifully until I found out that Tim's an asshole. Um, and Tim, who died in Lone Star, his death was to push Owen's character with Hen for, like, two seconds. And then push TK's storyline of becoming a paramedic. And that was it with, like, Tim's death. Yeah, um, TK's coma dream, it felt very weird. Which yeah. was the point, because it's a coma dream. But like, he I, really he he's mm. this. People might hate me when I say this, but I'm right. You're wrong. Um. Anyways, um, TK's a little whiny baby sometimes. Um. And he is he's an entitled, um, white boy from the city. Yeah. And he thinks. He knows what he wants. He thinks he's going to get what he wants. He can't always get what he wants. 
get yeah. he can't always get what he, he wants always get what you want oh my favorite game to play is that every time a song comes on the radio I go that was on glee that i when i think of that song i think of that song but house i think of glee um <laughs> it's because okay. it's, it's in one of the competitions right tk tk um yeah so he he's he, he thinks he's gonna get what he wants he's like in this dream and I get it's a dream and he's acting like a kid because it's a dream and like his mom is in the dream because that's what he's picturing I don't know but like I, I just didn't like it. it it felt very weird and I didn't I didn't like the way they were doing it because you can do lots of shows do coma dreams I I think the episode three was done kind of weird Especially because all the symbolism that people were pointing out if, like, Gwen was dead didn't matter because she wasn't. And so there was literally no symbolism in the third episode. But in the fourth episode, they leaned it towards more of, like, the Carlos. Uh, the fourth day. episode of Dream was better. Even though it's the yeah. same dream, they were no longer making cookies. And I, that was, he was just, like, the entire time he was like, Mom, I want to make cookies. Mom, can I eat the- it's a, it's a fucking dream, TK. You can- I, I feel like they- and they do this a lot with this show. They will do- they will give you something, and if they just give it- give it a little bit more, if they just pushed it just a little bit more, it would have gone there. But because they have so many storylines happening at once, they just half-ass kind of the storyline. And with TK's coma dream, if they just went a little bit further with it, it would have been like, oh, like, he could die. Like, it's higher stakes. Uh, we know that he won't die because uh, there's just so many things that production crews released showing that he was alive and well. Yeah, I think the real thing here is that number one needs to stop telling us things. Yes. Because they tell us things, like, four weeks before they happen. And then we all theorize things. And then this is where we get in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I think, because the the stills that that fox officially released for push showed multiple things like everyone being okay and this was even before episode three aired uh tk alive and well uh john alive and well you know like all like everyone was fine and so i was like well what was the point and literally episode one through four was just to bring back the one two six building they did not need four episodes to do it did not need four episodes it's literally like Nothing really changed from Owen punching Billy to episode five. No. Um, they, yeah, they did the coma dream weird. And then um, it didn't even matter in the beginning. And then the bit that they did with Carlos was really good because that actually had an actual impact. You got to see how Carlos was affected by the relationship. You got to hear about their relationship and why they broke up and why Carlos is still upset about it. Um, you got to see his mother again which great um you got to have him like talk to tk about it granted tk wasn't awake to hear it but it definitely the fact that he had that conversation with his mom next to tk and then he got to talk to tk in any Mm -hmm. capacity was definitely healing for him and i don't think Mm -hmm. they should have gotten to get back together in the fourth episode no. I think they should have been broken up. I think it's very weird that they were broken up for months on end and then immediately moved in together again. Yeah. But um, I something I also did like with this Gwen um, TK interaction was um, her talking about um, his faith. 
And I, I feel like instead of leaning to the Tarlos aspect of him waking up, it should have been leaning more into him reconnecting with like his family and with faith and finding himself again before getting into a, a relationship. Oh my God. Yeah, totally. Like there's the, the quote, like you can't love someone if you don't love yourself. Like how can you expect someone to love you if you don't love yourself? And TK, TK uh, does not love himself. <laughs> yeah. So I just, there's a lot going on for them. The, their, their reason for breaking up also, um, it made sense, but they could have just leaned again. They could have just leaned into it just a little bit more because they kind of say like, "Oh, yeah, TK's very controlling, and when he feels like he doesn't have control, he feels like that's they're trying to make a power move and take away their power from them, and that is a very toxic mentality to have." It's and instead, def- of, instead of talking about it, they just get back together. Yeah, it's definitely what a lot of people thought. Like I remember there were a lot of like, "Did TK or Carlos like who broke up with who?" And, like, everyone was, like, as much as I want it to be Carlos that broke up with him, it was definitely TK. We were right. Um, because, you know, of course TK broke up with Carlos. Like, I don't know how else that was gonna go, you know? And, um, a lot of people also, like, thought that, or the people who wanted Tarlos to be broken up, because there are a lot of people who wanted Tarlos to get back together immediately. Um, but there was a lot of, um... Like, people who were like, oh, well, they definitely broke up because they were going to... Uh, the common theories were moving in together, or, like, proposing. Mm-hmm. Which still seems like it's on the table, apparently. <laughs> um, But, like, a lot of people thought it was going to be moving in together or proposing. And the fact that that's actually what it was and that we knew that, that shows that at least the writers know how their characters behave, which is good. Um, because writers don't always know how the characters work. But it also, like, the fact that they just didn't really lean into it. They just kind of brushed past it. They went, oh, this is why they broke up. It's yeah. fine now. They're going to move in together. I-, I think what a lot of fans are blinded by is they're just happy to see a representation on screen. And they don't realize that it is bad representation. That not all representation is good representation. Uh, like, as much as I would love to see um, Buddy Cannon on screen, I know that it would be horrible representation because of just how the show is written. I know it would be rushed and we wouldn't get, like, that slow burn getting there, making it, like, really connect. It would just kind of just fall apart. And that's what kind of Tarlos is. They're very toxic together, but we don't fans don't notice that because they have these rose-colored glasses of like oh like we we finally have like two um people of color um together on screen lgbt like hen and karen michael and david but huh that's interesting there's no white gay in 911 yeah josh no josh is is like Latino, right? His name's Josh Russo. Wait, I don't know. Hold on. I don't know why in my brain, like, like not like, I think he's kind of like uh, Ryan Guzman, where he's like Latino, but also Swedish. Interesting. Hold on. Let me see. Who can find it first? Josh Russo, actor, 911. Okay. Brian Safi. Brian Safi. Okay. 
What ethnicity is he? He's from El Paso, Texas. Okay, and this ethnicity is white. He's married. Yeah. Who is? uh, He's got a husband. He's actually gay. His husband's name is Derek Meeker. They were married in 2016. Wait. You're welcome. Oh no, hold on. His ex-husband. Oh no. Their marriage has ended. They're still good friends. Hmm. Wait. Uh, uh, <laughs> I like this. Like, wait, I'm reading 10 facts about him, and I really like this one that says, Many people want to know about Sophie's girlfriend. However, the actor may never get one. It's because Brian openly identifies as gay. <laughs> Are they still together? I don't know. I'm seeing multiple sources. Some say that he's divorced. Some say that they're still together. I'm so glad. Like, listen, here's an actual actor who is gay, playing a gay character, but he doesn't get a boyfriend. He just gets um, beat up. Ah, I found their court case for divorce. Oh! (laughs) It was filed in 2019 on uh, June 26th. Or, no. Um, That's whenever um, it was last updated. It was actually filed on July 30th in 2018. There was a marriage dissolution uh, divorce case that was filed for Meeker Derrick against Safi Bryan in the jurisdiction of Los Angeles County Superior Courts in the uh, Stanley Moss Courthouse located in Los Angeles. Is it finalized? Uh, case status is disposed. What does that mean? Don't know. They're not a bit. I can't look at the documents. Um, it's... here. Wait, I'll tell you about the whole history. Um, so there was a petition. Uh, for dissolution without without a minor child, so they don't have a kid. Okay, that's what we've also learned. Um, uh, filed on July thirtieth, and then um, the cover sheet was also made on the thirtieth, as well as the order for the financial information, and the notice for the case assignment and a summons. Um, there was a declaration made of disclosure filed by petitioner on the nineteenth of September, twenty eighteen. The proof of service summons was also issued on the seventeenth of September. Um, there was a judgment package received on November twenty sixth. There was a request entered, um, filed by the petitioner on December 3rd. Um, the judgment package was received. Um, there was then a change of address filed on the 22nd of February, 2019. There was then an entry of judgment on April 8th, 2019. And there was a declaration made on April 8th. And then a change of address again. And then there was the final judgment. And that's it. So I looked up what disposed means. Okay. I mean very different things but ba- essentially it means closed but it could be for specific reasons for dismissal conviction admission of guilt or other reasons well i'm on i'm just on the public i can't believe i just looked up if they were still married and got their court case i love i love public record i think it's very funny um i love this for us um well their case number is it ends in 0565 i can't see the rest of the case number okay um uh brian but um court case i can't because it's a family case in california the entire file isn't online yeah no that 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 what is this but i think that's very funny Uh, you know what it's so funny to me um that divorce cases are so-and-so versus so-and-so. Oh, what is this? Is this a podcast? It is a podcast. Oh? Brian has a podcast. 
It's called Attitudes. Uh, and this episode is called A Cheerleader's Freedom of Speech, Gay Thiefing Raccoon, Stephanie Rules Schools Gym Justice. Brian discusses a story out of Ohio in which a gay couple's pride flag was stolen by an unlikely suspect before covering Archer. Yeah, but uh, apparently the gay flag was stolen by a raccoon. Nice. Uh, do we invite him to be on our podcast and tell him to talk about his <laughs> that, That'd be so mean! Wait, where were we? How did we get... We were talking about... Um, what gays? No... He's the only white gay he's beat up. And he's actually gay. Mm, that's... I mean, Ronan is bi, but... But, but he's not white. Right? He's, he's Israeli. Is that white or is it or is a middle eastern (laughs) you google that if you're from israel are you white (laughs) (laughs) yeah you can be white and from but is he or is he jewish oh he can be white and jewish right because jewish is an ethnicity but it's also a religion yeah okay ruin robey Israeli actor ethnicity. Okay, let's see. Uh, Rubenstein, Rubenstein, Ronan, uh, Russian Jewish immigrants. His his older sister immigrated from the USSR to Israel. His father's a dentist. He served in the um, the Israel Army. Didn't want the same for his children. What's his ethnicity? Oh, I forgot he was in Oranges and New Black. They just say American, Israel. Okay. There we go. Ethnicity of celebrity is Pinterest. Take me to the website. I don't want to sign in. Just take me to the website, please. What is your ethnicity? Ethnicity, Jewish. He's Jewish, okay. Ash Ken, Ken... Ash Yeah, Jewish. Cool. So yeah, the only white gay is Josh Russo, and he doesn't even get a boyfriend. He gets beat up. He gets hate crimes. You know what? Sorry, Josh. I think I I still, I'm out here thinking Eddie and Josh should date. It'd be fun. I think that would be hot. Um, And I think it would be fun. Did we finish talking about TK and Carlos? I think so. I think we said they shouldn't be back together. I think, I think we finished. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, wait, Carlos's mom. I think it's really funny that Carlos did not tell his parents that um, <laughs> they broke up. That they broke up because he felt he didn't want his parents to be disappointed in him. And I'm like, babe, your boyfriend's toxic. Leave him. Please get a new boyfriend. You can both have your own boyfriend. Be friends. Be friends. Go get a new boyfriend. Be better. I think I would love for TV shows when characters break up with each other to stay broken up and to date other people and to end up with different people not enough rom or not enough um shows do it like how much your mother was so close to it and then nbc or cbs was like hey what if hear me out what if she gets back with ted and they're like "Ooh, she gets back with ted but they were so close to achieving the they dated, broke up, and then ended up with different people. Okay, so that's them. 
That's them. Next is Grace. Oh, love of my life. Okay. Grace the writer. Oh, I love the writers. They're so good. Grace writer is thriving in these episodes. She's giving birth at the same it, time. Is she thriving? No, here's how she's thriving. She's literally giving birth and still telling off Billy for just being in her line sight. Like, uh, line of sight. Billy sucks ass. You know what? In in Push, I actually enjoyed him. I didn't hate him that much. Um, I think it's interesting that he's getting redeemed. Considering they've already tried that, like, multiple times. And, you know, he got struck by lightning the first time. It's such, it's such being a fast-paced way to, you know? Yeah, like, he literally, so, what? He, they, Owen thinks he's gonna take over the 126. He goes, mm, maybe I will, because you have cancer, and they get struck by lightning. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, what? Owen gets blamed as an for arson and uh billy also gets arson billy also gets blamed for arson but then it turns out they were all in on it and then he the arsonist blows up the 126 so billy shuts it down yeah and then it would have they've already redeemed him a couple times here (sighs) You know, sometimes I'm, like, watching this and I'm, like, because I don't like how involved Owen is, I'm, like, yeah, Billy was right. (laughs) Billy was right to shut them down. (laughs) Uh, But Billy Tyson and Push was so fruity. Like, I can't explain it, but that was, like, a He drank gasoline. He drank gasoline, went to go check on Grace, saw her giving- saw her giving birth, and went, I'm too gay- He passed out because he was drinking- gasoline no, I thought he that was gay so funny no I, I just I got very fruity vibes from that man no no I you're <laughs> wrong I'm gonna report you to pay again <laughs> look I have people who agree with me I was literally like you know what he was kind of fruity this episode and they're like yeah you know you're right I don't agree with any of your opinions tonight. And you know what? That's fine. When when do you? Sometimes. Fair. Okay. <laughs> so so here's something I didn't like during Grace giving birth. Grace is giving birth to her child. And it keeps flashing over to TK waking up and to Owen having a panic attack. Yeah, and, that was kind of weird. And it was a weird pacing because... Grace's is so slow and like there's like this music with it and TK's is more like forcing and like just out there so they didn't match each other at all and it was just such a weird pacing but it just it felt out of place it's the fact that Grace really she just kind of was in the other episodes and then like episode three you know she like goes into labor and she tries to go to the hospital by herself in a snowstorm. Uh, and then obviously Billy goes with her and then like saves her from freezing to death. Episodes now. Something um, that also stood out to me was the naming of the child. Of Charlie. Um, I but- really thought they were going to go with like a religious name. I'm glad they didn't. This has like significance to the show. I literally forgot about Charlie. But when they're... Uh, it was Billy... Tommy and Judd and Grace all sitting at a table talking about her being pregnant because this was 
uh, when everyone was still on really good terms with Billy, and Billy's <laughs> like, you should name your, your me, and they're like, and Judd's like, well, what if it's a girl, like, uh, Billy Eilish, Billy Holiday, and they make fun of him, they're like, you don't even know who Billy Eilish is. They named her Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> good luck, Charlie. <laughs> God, I'm so funny. I'm a comedy genius. Uh, I just, I want, I, they also, mm, what's the word I'm looking for? The whole Billy go, like, was on great terms with Judd at the end, holding, like, he helped, he was there. He helped his, he helped greats. And then everyone was like, okay, we're fine with him again. Like, there was no point for these episodes except for we got a new baby. And a new firehouse. Yes. Speaking of the new firehouse, you know what those milk curtain people did? What did they do? Bought the firehouse. Funded the GoFundMe page. Seconds before it was torn down. I will say. Yeah. Like, these poor, con- I mean, these construction people are getting paid for every time they come out there. <laughs> Regardless. Imagine you keep going to a construction site and it just keeps getting shut down over and over again. I would quit. You know, what if, like, you have to drive past that building every day? Oh my god, I would hate it. I would burn it down again. <laughs> I would be like, that's such an ugly... Like, it would be the most beautiful building, but I know in my heart I was supposed to tear it down. No, you know... It has an ugly soul. They had. They probably had to still... I feel for... like they could just do, like, an interior revamp then, unless, no, like, the structure they... was really bad, in which they would then have to... That would be weird. It, it was probably the structure, w- because it was, like, burned to a crisp. I and, guess there and, was, like, a whole explosion and, inside of it. And um, Owen did talk about how he added new walls and stuff. <laughs> so I, th- I think they're like, wait, you're gonna tear down still, but you can only tear down a few walls. Not all of them. Only a couple. And then, um, I I wonder if there's, like, a little wing dedicated to Lindsay. But the I hope Lindsay we, wing? I hope we see more of her, because again, her and Paul have, like, this really unique friendship. Uh, and it seems like she's on really good terms with, like, the 126. And I would love to see her in, like, the fire academy. I think oh, my God. What if she, like, I, I can't see her being a firefighter, really. But what if she's yeah. like, because she was helping those people in the shelter. What if she like trains to be a paramedic? Yeah, either like a paramedic or um, someone who like kind of what we've been like talking about, like Eddie does or Eddie, what we think Eddie's going to do. I want to put like bets on his new job before they release any of the promo <laughs> material. Uh, yeah, I, I. I do not know. I know he's struggling with his new job. I I think it'd be fun if he was a dispatcher, but they have so many dispatchers now. I think there are so many really funny things he could do. I said they were filming in a bowling alley the other day. (laughs) And uh, this one person I follow on TikTok was like, um, what are they doing at a bowling alley? And I was like, plot twist, that's Eddie's new job. Oh, he worked with all the high schoolers. You know what? I'm gonna do this. I want to see if anyone agrees with me. Can I go to filters, please? No. Where is relationship? There we go. Owen Strand, Billy Tyson, <laughs> Michelle Blake, Billy Tyson. What are you talking? What are you trying to find? 
I'm just on AO3. I'm seeing who they ship with Billy. Oh. Wait, Owen to, and Billy, that's enemies to lovers. I'm immediately interested. I can see it, I guess. There's there's only three. Mm. After the blizzard, Owen and Billy begin to mend what's broken. Owen makes an attempt to process his feelings when Billy comes to deliver the bad news about the 126 in the finale of season two. It does not go well. A.K.A. the brief enemies to enemies with benefits. Fix enemies to enemies with benefits. Um, and then the last one. If Owen had dared imagine how it would start, he would have predicted a fight, a uh, scuffle, an argument, tension boiling to a point where polite sarcasm could no longer contain them and their threatened masculinity. Personal space invaded by hard-breathing men with an axe to grind and no women on their minds. I don't like that description. It's it's too violent for what I, I think. Like, I'm, you already... I'm guessing it's just a lot of sex. But yeah, it, yeah. It's so, I... it's so violent of a description. Do you want me to read you the, the tags? Because I know you're a tagged person. I don't want you to read me the tags. Oh, that's too bad. Explicit sexual content, adult content, banter, enemies to friends to lovers, first kiss, bisexual male character, bisexual Owen Strand, bisexual Billy Tyson, flirting, drunk sex, pillow talk, mentions of cancer. They both have had cancer. No one on, no one dies with cancer. Blowjobs, oral sex, first time, closeted bisexual character, closeted character, first time topping, first time topping a man anyhow. Secret relationships, hair pulling, tenderness, tender sex, rough sex. Those tags are not con- are, uh, contradictory, I promise. Breaking news, Bungie finds yet another rare pair to write a fic about. Uh, poisoning. <laughs> Laughter during sex. You done? Yeah, that's it. Okay. Um. Yeah. I didn't want to know that. Well, now you do. Now you do that. There's three. I wonder how many fix are under bisexual own strand. A lot. One. One. It's just that one. <laughs> it's just that one. I don't know. I was um looking at Teen Wolf fan fiction because of course I was. Um and. I found one that was, like, I was just, like, I have it filtered so that, like, I don't get, well, first I have to go through and remove, like, a bunch of ships, because there are a lot of weird ships in Teen Wolf, because they're all teenagers, you know, Um, and so I have to remove a bunch of them. But they're all adults playing teenagers. Yeah. So it's it's hard. But, like, it's, mm, I don't know. I don't like specific pairings just because you know you don't like them whatever but then like you also get ones in teen wolf like there's a lot of um peter hale in styles which is weird or peter hale in uh lydia yeah um i i saw some um chris argent and uh sheriff stalinsky which i feel is weird um do you know what could have been a really hot ship what uh, Chris Argent and Derek. It it definitely exists. Enemies, um, enemies, enemies with benefits. I was filtering um to try and find like I'm looking specifically for like pack is family. This it's like pack bonding, pack is family. Like that's like the tag they use instead of like team is family. You know, I'm looking for like specifically those kind of fix right now. And I kept telling, I had to remove the ship um 
of Styles and Deucalion, the alpha of the alpha pack, which is, he's like literally over 100 years old. That's weird. Derek, however, is only like six years older than Styles, which is weird because Styles is 16 in the first season, but if they were both like adults, it wouldn't be weird. So, how? It's, it's how Derek are... is 22, I think, in the first season. Yeah, which I was not like in both. Um, I just like saw it adjacently, still like read fan fiction for it, even though I never watched the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I genuinely thought that Derek was like still like a teenager who like dropped out of high school and was like living on his own and not a, an adult with everyone shipping him with styles. Yeah. It's it's weird because in the show, like in the first season, Styles is and like the first and second season, because they take place in the same school year, Styles is like sixteen and Derek is twenty-two. But if they were like twenty-six and thirty-two, that wouldn't be as weird. So here's it's, the- it's because Styles is still a teenager. That is weird. Yeah. I don't know how we got here. I don't remember. Oh, you were reading me. I was. Did you know there's only twenty-five Gwen and Owen? fix um and only Weird. six of them are completed interesting see i filter out non-complete works i don't i don't even look at them they're not on my radar i love gwen and i hope there's more of her but i just love lisa as well we will hopefully get more with her whenever uh owen and tk's plane crashes i i want to meet enzo okay well on that note we did it that's it. That's... That's the ice storm is over. Ironically, I also had an ice storm immediately after the arc finished. Um, <laughs> uh, everything was covered in ice, and um, th- my school canceled classes for two days. Well, this was great. Thank you, everyone, for listening to our thoughts of episode three and four of Now One Lone Star, even though they were jumbled in everywhere. Um, Definitely I... a mess. I'm going to have fun editing later. I, I still think, so if you listen to this podcast and Dell did not include the deep dive into divorce public records, then you were cheated. I'm, I'm, I, I haven't decided yet. Um, <laughs> anyways, um, don't forget to email us at dellandmelpodcast at gmail.com. I think that's what it is. Um, uh, and also follow your hosts on tiktok as always our tiktoks are in the description of the podcast we're having fun there we are having so much fun it is delanel podcast (laughs) i'm right Uh don't know i second guess myself every time i say it because the podcast is called delanel pod like i don't ever say delanel podcast but i made that the email (laughs) that's that's my fault we are thriving Okay, well, goodbye. Goodbye.